I just want to go back to, to something you said earlier, you know, Israel and particularly the mainstream media or the Western media um, often portrays the Palestinians as the uh, provocateurs of uh, these attacks uh, in uh, East Jerusalem and in the West Bank, uh, mostly for them to justify the extreme measures, uh, the extreme security that is needed to be carried out ostensibly in the name of fighting terrorism. Um, can we say that it is actually Israeli occupation? that is a form of terrorism because when you have uh, you know Palestinians that are subjugated when they're oppressed and humiliated in every aspect of their life you know eventually you see a form of resistance well in South Africa particularly if we if we draw some parallels we were regarded as terrorists mm. by the uh, South African um, uh, kind of occupiers uh, or settler community that that was here any resistance, uh, legitimate resistance, was regarded as terrorist. So we must not, and we ask people today, not to accept the definition of terrorism as articulated uh, by the, the Zionist entity and by the, the mainstream media. Mm. They have uh, created the narrative what terrorism is. They've even given a picture of how terrorists look. Um, mm. and, and now terrorists look with a scarf and a hijab. And, uh, you know, any person that has kind of Muslim features, if you do racial profiling, you're regarded as a suspect, you're regarded as a terrorist. So that narrative cannot and must never ever be accepted. Yeah. And then also the fact that there is a resistance movement for over 100 years, um, the carnage and the massacre of the Palestinians, not only uh, in 1948 with, with, with the great catastrophe, the Nagba, but even periods before that also, the Sten Gang. The murders, the plunders, the rape, the 400 villages and cities that was, that was absolutely uprooted. Uh, over 4.5 million Palestinians um, are, are presently in exile. Um, probably 11 million stays out of the country. An entire nation's history, memory, contribution to science, to literature. Mm. Everything has been erased. Yeah. And when you resist that, in any form you're regarded as a terrorist. And the other way they add to, it's also anti-Semitic to speak against Israel as mm. if you anti you you anti Jew and that yeah. that is absolute nonsense and if you intellectually strong or even weak don't buy into that kind of crap you know we we, mm. we, we don't accept it anymore in fact uh, normal finkelstein said this the same thing he's not going to be emotionally blackmailed about the issues around the holocaust because he, he himself lost his mother he lost his father he lost his grand grandfather and he will not allow people in the name of the, 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 the people the Jewish people that was that was murdered under under Nazi occupation mm. um, is going to allow to justify the legitimacy of Israel and the the the, the complete um, annihilation of the Palestinian people mm. so we do not accept terrorism in the classic sense of the word because it is shaped with uh, with an embedded media kind of bias mm. um, most media homes and media houses are controlled by by other entities, which in a way is funded and aided and abetted by by different captains of industry, mm. and they they actually produce that narrative. So mm. so we we're not going to be intimidated by that. Um, so we don't regard any resistance movement, um, not for self determination. The Palestinians are not interested in self determination because that is their land. They don't have to determine their land. They know what's there already. Mm. They're fighting occupation illegal and illegitimate occupation and Israel is only allowed to do this mm. by the alliance uh, Arab states and also by America Britain and France who put them there in the first place mm. but Israel alone in fact will, cannot and will not last the day even the notion of the six-day war was a complete fallacy because they were armed to the teeth 
they in fact uh, the whole Egyptian issue was 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 controlled by 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 America, who still funds Sisi's army to the tune of 1.2 billion a year, mm. and uh, so you know the Palestinians uh, uh, love uh, their path to death, and the Israelis love their path in life. So <laughs> those are the two the two kind of contradictions. Um, mm, they love life. Yeah. yeah. We uh, we are still trying to. Well, our WhatsApp is still down, unfortunately. I mean, would really love to uh, hear your messages on this particular issue. Uh, we can take one or two calls. So if you want to phone us, uh, call zero two one four four two three five three zero. We're going to go for an ad break, and we can see if we can take some calls when we come back. And we're also going to get more into this discussion uh, in the last fifteen minutes of the show. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to this uh, special show uh, focusing on the latest developments at Masjid al-Aqsa over the past uh, two days. And we've got about 10 minutes left of the show. I just want to read some WhatsApps that have come through. Uh, this one from uh, 6947, may Allah make it easy, bless and protect every step of the way. And uh, uh, Amin. Uh, this one from 6330, it is written in our Holy Quran of Masjid al-Aqsa being one of the most sacred institutions which we need to include in our pilgrimage uh, the Zionists are barbaric Allah don't sleep that's from one lead and we've got a caller as well Ibrahim assalamu alaikum to you learn to your name you know Majul Aksa inshallah will bring the unity of the Muslim Ummah not only in South Africa but throughout the globe the point I want to raise and I've said it before you know we know the role that politicians politician play in the Middle East throughout the globe me as a Muslim, wherever I stay, to me, my leadership is our theologians. And I don't say, please, don't misunderstand me. I don't say, but you can't separate politics from our deen. You can't do that. And if there's injustices, we as a global ummah, we should stand together, especially for that cause. And it's, it's, to me, it's because if we are faced with the, with the uh, onslaught from, from uh, very powerful, we should all stand together, South Africans, Indonesians, Pakistanis, because all of them aspire to go to, to, to. Now, I can appeal especially to our leadership here. Approach the ulama. Come to South Africa. Make it an open discussion because it affects every Muslim. Mm. How can we resolve this problem? Because if the problem is the politicians, our learned scholars should try together, try and speak to these politicians. That the ordinary, I say ordinary Muslim, we're not satisfied with the status quo. And if, if you're not going to do something, we must find other strategies how we can resolve not only the problem in, 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 in Palestine. We saw what is happening in Yemen. We see what's happening in, 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 in Syria. We're seeing what in most probably is going to happen in Qatar. And we are just speaking uh, uh, in, in, in isolation. I think we should try and unify the, uh, this problem that's facing the, uh, the, the solution. Sh- so much. Ibrahim for that comment. I just want to go back to you, uh, Dr. Anwar, with regards to the geopolitical situation. Um, you know, we've seen you know some rhetoric coming from Jordan, the custodian of the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Uh, it's urged Israel to you know re- reopen the masjid immediately. Um, and the Arab League has called the closure uh, 
quote unquote dangerous. Um, why do you think there's been no real political will from uh, Muslim leaders to actually address this issue? Yeah, it's been it's it's not only the issue around Al-Aqsa at the moment. It's the whole um, geopolitics of the the Middle East, and particularly one of the the hubs or the nucleus is the is the solution to Palestine, which is literally a kind of solution that is biased towards a two-state solution. Mm. And both the, the Arab frontline states, particularly Jordan, um, and of course the outliers is, is Iran, the outliers was Syria, the outliers was Lebanon, and the supporters of a kind of joint duality was um, Egypt and of course Saudi Arabia and all of the alliance states. And all of them have this kind of dichotomy where they, their masters are literally in America mm. because both the, the Saudi stability is also because they have a friend in America and they have the geopolitics, uh, geopolitics in, in the region uh, because they themselves um, almost went and underwent what is known as an, an Arab Spring. And we know the Arab Spring, Spring had a different uh, momentum. It wasn't derived out of a natural resistance, but it was a manufactured resistance. And you can see why... Today, uh, Syria is no country, why Iran is no, uh, Iraq is no country, and so on and so on. Libya is no country. That's part of the geopolitics for the region. Mm. The nexus is, is the legitimacy of Israel. They want a partial acceptance or a whole acceptance of an Israeli state alongside all of the other states in peace, um, <clears throat> even if it means giving only the Palestinians 20% in a limited autonomy. So they'll have their pseudo-Bantu stance. Within the, with, within the state. And therefore, Jordan particularly can't say anything. They must urge and not demand. Yeah. So the language there is very, is, is very, very, is very, yeah. is very difficult. But the point is, we, 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 we can't allow the notion of a two-state theory, um, a two-state solution, to be um, uh, the stumbling block in terms of peace for the Palestinians that they get their whole land. In South Africa, certainly, we merge the occupiers into a national unitary state and not a federal state yeah. where we have uh, different components of different ethnic uh, groups uh, grouping survive so we we can't buy into into that particular notion so the saudis can't even if they want to they can't demand of israel the jordanians can't demand of israel mm. because they will upset their own stability mm. because the us will just pull out or will not give them active support now, the issue of Qatar becomes quite a very interesting phenomenon yeah. that Qatar has broken away completely in terms of the mainstream thinking with regard to the solution of Palestine and also the solution um, to the relationships which I Iran has in the region. And now Turkey has joined the fray. And of course, other Muslim states are going to take the line that they will support Qatar mm. against, against the hegemony of the Saudi uh, nation. We can see what's happening to, to Yemen at the moment. Over four to 500 people are suffering as a result just of waterborne diseases, besides the persecution that are taking, uh, taking place there. And then, of course, the whole desecration of, 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 of Syria and that particular solutions. Mm -hmm. Now, the Soviet Union is part now, is becoming part of the solution for a kind of sustainable Middle East. And we can't rule the role of the, the, the or Russia, forget the Soviet Union, Russia out yeah. in this, because they also have geopolitical uh, bases there, they have oil fields there, they have gas, gas connections. So it's also about money. And at the same time, it's about the US trying to find a solution for the Israeli question. 
But what is happening, the Israelis are embarrassing the, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the kind of allied forces. They are really, really becoming an embarrassment to global peace and global instability. Particularly, that little pocket in the Middle East has the potential, in fact, to create a quite a third world uh, kind of uh, disposition. It could not be a full-scale war, but it will eventually, it will eventually lead to that. And you'll see what's going to happen at the United Nations now, because state by state cannot justify, in all honesty, this kind of atrocities mm. uh, to go, uh, to go un, 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 unattended to. I believe we've got another call on the line. Antima Stura, assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi tasim. How are you? I'm fine, alhamdulillah. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. I'd just like to first commend Dr. Anwar Nagar for the lead that is being taken and is in the forefront of the Palestinian struggle. Um, just to quote Dr. Nelson Mandela, and he said, We know too well our freedom is incomplete without the freedom of the Palestinians. And that was after he became president. Sometimes we tend to have short memories. It was not that long ago, and I don't think the youth can identify with this, the new generation, but it was not that long ago that we ourselves had to fight for our freedom and relied on the world to support our struggle. Uh, the struggle is not over yet for as long as the Palestinians still has to endure the Israeli supremacist and Israeli violence. We cannot allow this apartheid. You know, it is a gross violation of people's basic human rights. Um, and uh, Dr. Anwar spoke earlier on about the fighting of, you know, the illegal and illegitimate occupation of these people. And why should the Palestinians then settle for a sort of pseudo-Bantustan? Um, my, my feeling is that, um, and I'd like to echo the previous caller, we really need to stand up and express our discontent for the siege of Al-Aqsa. If nothing else, if we didn't have any feelings of what's actually happening in Palestine over the years, at least then stand up and express our discontent for the siege of Al-Aqsa, because we need to preserve the sanctity, and it is the first Qibla, as he said. This is actually a new reality now, and if we don't stop them, they're going to wipe out Palestinians in their own homelands. You know, they have absolutely no respect and have scant regard for the sacredness or the sanctity of the mosque. The Al-Aqsa is a hotly disrupted territory because of the Messiah coming and something to do with the red cow and whatever else. Um, so, yeah, the Temple Mount is what they believe where Al-Aqsa is, which is their most holy site, but it is more holier for us than it is for them. Um, and entering Al-Aqsa is a violation of their Jewish law, they believe. So stopping short of a war, we need a worldwide intifada of the Muslim world. Um, if nothing else, we should have, we should start with the Muslim world um, for a worldwide intifada, stopping short of a war, really. Because if we allow this, we are, they are now playing with our religion. Mm. You know, this is not just about people's basic human rights, but they are now, it's now starting to affect our religion. So the, the Muslim world, it is their duty, they are duty-bound to take action and to use their power and their influence and go for the jugular, really. I, I don't know how one goes about this. I'm not a politician. Um, but these people are sitting with the power. And then you have support of non-Muslim countries as well. And we need to, and in this way, people or countries like the Saudi, Saudi Arabia, uh, who are sellouts as far as I'm concerned, uh, they then need to come to the party because pressure then will force them also to relook at the old situation because they're playing with our religion now. The siege of Al-Aqsa is affecting each and every person. It's affecting our history. And if they get away with this, they will start targeting. If they want to do ethnic cleansing, it will start affecting every other second country. So, you know, we cannot allow them to do this and we need to take action. Shukran so much. Uh, very powerful words coming there from Antima Stura. Shukran to you. Uh, just 
a message coming through 0499. Uh, let us stand up and demonstrate in masses, even if it's every weekend. We as South Africans should do so. The Arab League, oh, I can't really make this up, but yeah, we cannot accept these uh, Zionists. Okay, I'm not going to say that word. Even these Zionists in South Africa are rejoicing. Shukran. On that note, I want to quickly, quickly welcome uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Gables to studio. He's actually preparing for his next show, so we're roping him in very quickly. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum to you. Shukran so much. For giving us your time. Sheikh Al-Aqsa in danger, that has been a phrase that we've been, you know, sort of repeating uh, on VOC over the past few years. And, you know, we've heard this resounding call from people like uh, Sheikh Ra'id Salah speaking to us about the reality.